listening to the Loving BDSM podcast. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the you're looking quintessentially daddy dom today, and I like it. John Brownstone. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> Is it because you're wearing one of our shirts that says daddy, 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 daddy? I mean, yes, but you got a little twinkle in your eye, and you've been a little gruff. I mean, it's all just sexy is all I'm saying. <laughs> I clearly have a type. Apparently. My type is John Brownstone. <laughs> also, bearded men, uh, or masculine people, I guess. I don't know. Bearded men, for sure. For sure, for sure. And I do masculinity. This has gone off the Be- rails. Bearded folk. Yeah. I mean, definitely bearded men. Um, but masculinity is definitely a draw in general. Beard or no beard. But, man, beards beards really do for me. Uh, and I didn't know that about myself until you. So this is not at all what this episode's about. And we've already gone off the rails. Wow. Yep. A minute in, off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're actually here for this week, uh, we're going to answer a question from a kinky couple who want a power exchange, but they have an entire vanilla marriage to renegotiate around. A common thing that I think a lot of uh, people find themselves in when they are exploring power exchange. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If you're new here, we help kinksters like you have happy, healthy power exchange relationships. Add the podcast to your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like us to answer your question in a future one of these, uh, we have a contact page called Ask Your Questions on our website at lovingbdsm.net and in the show notes for this episode. Okay, let's get into the question. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. We've been experimenting with kinky sex throughout our relationship, but just started our journey into BDSM six months ago. We want to try to lifestyle our relationship with him as Dom and her as sub, but don't know where to begin. We're really drawn by lots of aspects of how you negotiate your relationship, but how do we break 10 years of habits? How do we renegotiate our whole marriage? Mm. The first word that came to mind was slowly. (laughs) You do it slowly. Um, not impossible, but it's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not impossible and it's, if you can do it and if it works, I think it's going to be really rewarding. A lot of the people that we've met, uh, over the years who were married in, or just in an existing relationship and transition from non-kinky to kinky have found it to be extremely satisfying. It's like they're, mm-hmm. you know, both of them are kind of finding a newer self, a truer self, like however you view that. And it can be really good for the relationship, but man, you've got a lot of, a lot of habits to probably unlearn and mm-hmm. to work around. Right. And a decade's worth of arguments, um, power struggles, because there might not have been clear roles assigned. That's a thing that I think all relationships, kinky or non-kinky, could benefit from. You do these things. I do these things. I handle this. You handle that. Um, but not not a lot of non-kinky relationships do that. But that's the thing about power exchange is you right. figure out your role and kind of assign the stuff of life to fit within that role. Um but but that's a that's a lot of time to have to have all those memories of the times that somebody annoyed you, the way you've reacted, the way they've reacted. It is not impossible. And I don't want us to start out sounding like down on it. It, it really is it really, yeah. a thing that happens a lot mm-hmm. and can be very satisfying for a lot of couples. Right. And you know, what, what you said earlier about starting slowly was, you know, spot on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think the best way to to really un- start unpacking this for, for both of them would be, I, I think they would best be served by sitting down separately mm-hmm. and and writing down their expectations. Uh, can okay. I? Can and, I? All right, go ahead. I want to insert a self-plug. Okay. Our, we have two workbooks that are designed specifically for this. Okay. It's our go. 30 days of DS workbooks. So they're prompts that mm-hmm. you think of on your own or you use it as a conversation starter with your partner to think through what power exchange means to you and what you want from it. And I think the idea of doing it by yourself mm-hmm. and then coming together, together. to talk about and, it. And so talk you, about it and and then you have an idea of what their thoughts are, your thoughts are, and you can come together and begin negotiating. Right, and you can do it with, with uh, shameless plug with our workbooks <laughs> you can do it in bite-sized things you don't have to that's the other thing i think people get overwhelmed in in any type of uh we're figuring out where power exchange of they see maybe an image in their head that they're trying to get to and mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is go from zero to that in one conversation y'all especially since you said it we we, we did not say it you said that you you know like aspects of how we are as a couple we started out, we knew we were kinky when we met, so we mm-hmm. started as a power exchange couple, but what you see today is 10 years in the making. This is not oh, yeah. where we started Mm-mm. when we first got together, and we already knew we were kinky and had ideas of what that meant to us. Correct. So, you know, talking about these things in small little chunks and bite-sized pieces and topic by topic over time can make it a little less overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, since you've had kinky sex in your relationship, if there were power exchangey kind of roles, even if they were unspoken and not really like looked at too closely, fall back on that a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. if if you were submissive in the bedroom and there were elements of that that you realize now you're like, oh yeah, that's totally my sub self. <laughs> lean into that. Let your you know, your partner who's the dom, lean into some of those things. And that doesn't mean don't talk about it and just do that and go forward. But you have that experience together. That might be the place to both start the conversation and to start the, Mm -hmm. okay, we liked these power dynamics. How do we extend that beyond the bedroom? You know, the other thing that came, comes to mind when I see this kind of question And it's, I'm grateful (laughs) that we did not have to do it because I do think it's a a challenge. You've got 10 years together of knowing what's going to trigger an argument, Mm. knowing what's going to set yourself off and your partner off, knowing the little resentments and the little, you know, things you wish the other would do differently, but man, they just don't kind of things. (laughs) (laughs) And in a way, that's a good thing because you do have that experience in those memories. So you can talk about them as long as you are realistic with yourself about what those things are, your partner shortcomings and your own. Um, But you also have it a little tougher because you have to unlearn that stuff and you have to work through changing up habits to fit whatever your power exchange role is in a way that works for you. So if you know that beard hairs on a clean sink will make you a little crazy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about that personally, but whatever. <laughs> if you know that's going to make you crazy and your 
previous responses were not very submissive like that's a thing to talk about now like mm -hmm. it's the thing that you kind of have an advantage over being married for so long but is also going to be your biggest challenge is you can bring these things up and talk about them as part of your negotiation it's like okay this thing always causes an argument between us let's talk about why that is and how when it comes up not if y'all when it absolutely will <laughs> when it comes up how do we navigate that tension within our power exchange now first day of figuring out your kinky life you will not know the answer to that okay you're just trying to figure out what kind of sub am i what kind of dom are you mm -hmm. what rules are we going to have what tasks are there going to be what kinky things are we going to do but it can be part of your ongoing negotiation of Correct. this is a thing that causes tension you know i i know myself from from previous relationships this is a thing that pisses me off in non-kink relationships my response was not at all submissive like no, nothing about it was submissive but in this relationship i want to be in that role mm -hmm. what does that look like what does that mean you know right and i think that really is probably the the biggest challenge for most established couples when they're switching to power exchange is you you have all that history yeah. you have all those arguments and those moments where you didn't look anything like a dom or a sub mm -hmm. at that point and now you have those memories so you have that expectation that that might happen again well since you know that that there's your advantage you can talk about it ahead of time and try to navigate okay right. what will we do will we go to our separate corners and calm down will we make this part of a or a weekly check-in that we do will we call a timeout if we need to there are some power mm -hmm. exchange couples that when it gets real heated they have a safe word to stop the dynamic correct step out of it and have those conversations mm -hmm. you you can do that because you have the knowledge that it's coming these arguments are coming this tension is coming mm -hmm. i i think too that what is going to happen in in this that you need to be aware of uh, not really knowing what the relationship was prior to this but uh you're gonna have to learn how to be vulnerable in a whole new way yes yes all right because you know you are going to have to be explicitly honest about what you want what you don't want you know and be able to communicate that and that goes for both sides of the slash mm -hmm. and you if you did not have strong communication skills prior to this you will not automatically have them just because right. you have figured out your role this is a skill that has to be practiced it's a mu muscle that has to be worked mm -hmm. out okay so you're gonna suck at it until you get better now if y'all have had great communication throughout i think it's really just gonna shift a little bit and it may become more intense because should every type of relationship on the planet communicate at the depth that a healthy power exchange does? Probably, maybe. <laughs> but even really good non-kinky relationships can improve their communication skills, right? So if you were on the other end and you're like, oh no, our communication's great. Okay, well, you're about to dig in. Because, mm. you know, in order to negotiate your role to get away from any habits you don't want to bring over from your non-kink part of your relationship and you want to fundamentally change those you have to get raw and honest you have to mm -hmm. say you know that thing 
that you do or that you did or that one time I'm still kind of ticked off about it. You need to have those conversations because those things will repeat because we all are just creatures of habit and mm-hmm. patterns. And if you are triggered by or if you have a strong reaction to something that brings you out of your headspace and out of your role, it's not the end of the world, but it's easier, I think, for established couples who have, in your case, a decade of experience to fall back on old habits. The Probably the biggest you know, concern I hear from long-term relationships is we started out real strong with our power exchange. We mm. figured out what we want to do. Um, we started doing it, but then we had one argument or things got really stressful at work for one or both of us. And now we're into our old habits. And the, the reason is because it is very hard to change how you do things. Right. That takes time and consistent effort and communication and mm-hmm. working with each other. So one of you might be falling off and the other one is like, come on, no, 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 we You're, said we were gonna do you this. Are rewriting, this you are rewriting the tapes of something that has become muscle memory over 10 years. Absolutely. And you know, like I said, is it impossible? No. Is it gonna be a lot of work? Yes. And that brings me back to a thing we often say, anytime somebody is trying to transition some part of themselves from non-kink to kink, start with what's fun. Start with Mm -hmm. what excites you. Start with what turns you on. Like however this works for you, since you say, you know, kinky sex has been part of your relationship, start there. You know, start maybe in Mm -hmm. the bedroom or start with a mutual fantasy that isn't necessarily going to be easy and still you have to communicate deeply and, you know, Mm -hmm. overcome old habits and all that stuff. But if it's exciting to you, if it's a, hey, I'm looking forward to this, that's a much easier place to begin and keep going than the, okay, I'm going to be a strict disciplinarian as your dom and here are your 85 (laughs) rules. And if you don't get them right by Friday at 10 a.m., you suck. Like, no, 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 no. Yikes, you're a a task mistress. (laughs) Uh, I probably don't. That's why I don't do that. Okay. Like that, that intensity is right for some people, but it is almost never, and I would probably dare I say never right for your first steps. Mm -hmm. Like you're figuring yourself out as a kingster, you're figuring out what power exchange is gonna mean to you, Mm -hmm. and you're unlearning old habits, re you know, learning new ones, almost said relearning, no, you're not really learning new ones and navigating all of the history of your relationship. It doesn't just go away. You don't You right. don't need it to just go away. You need to use it as a guide for the future. We're gonna argue about this thing. How do we mm-hmm. wanna handle it? it? To the extent that you can, and again, this is an ongoing process. If you can see a stressor that you just know is gonna be a thing, either for you individually or y'all as a couple, and you can talk about it, before it happens, when everybody's calm and everybody's in a good place, it's much easier to navigate those things later. Right, and you know, understand too that just because in the beginning you sit down, you know, say you do the thirty days of DS, you know, and and you learn different things, you know, say like communicating, you you need to to learn things about communicating, and you sit down and you, and you negotiate your DS, and and you both come to an agreement and everything's happy and you're not done it's not one and done uh you know you may sit down and and document all this stuff and a week later there may be something that 
oh, this is not working for me at all. Right. You know, it is not a failure. It is just the nature of things. You go back, you renegotiate. And this is something that even after 10, 11 years that we've been together, it is still an ongoing thing. That does not change. There's always stuff that you're going to have to rehash and, you know, change as, as life does what life does. Right. Okay. Especially when there's a curveball of a thing you could not have prepared <laughs> right. for ahead of time. And, you know, it, it's it's just the nature of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and again, it's not a failure. You know, you're going to make mistakes. But the thing is, don't beat yourself up over mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Change what needs to be done and and move on. Mm-hmm. A lot of couples I know, we don't do this anymore. And I don't really think we did this when we were long distance. But we did it a little bit more once we moved in. When you're first establishing your power exchange, figuring out what it's going to look like, what it means, how you want to do it, whatever. Um, some people will do daily check-ins. Uh, not mm-hmm. intense two-hour-long sessions, but like yeah. a five, ten-minute. Others will do a weekly check-in. But figure mm-hmm. out a regular consistent schedule that y'all can come together and go hey how are things going and in the beginning i think daily at least like maybe at the end of your day you're like hey we did that thing today how'd that how'd that work for you how are you feeling Mm -hmm. about that right you know but come up with a system where you are consistently checking in and that system can be done away with or can just extend out to instead of weekly you're at monthly you're at quarterly you're twice a year you do like a relationship recap kind of whatever whatever works for you over time but so that you have a intentional moment and a set schedule that you know in your head of okay i can't talk about this thing that's annoying me right now for reasons you got a kid around Mm -hmm. you got work going on whatever but I know we'll have our conversation on Friday night and I'll, I'll make a note of this. I'll bring this up, you know, now there should, you may have those. And I recommend that for any new relationship, whether you're experienced kingster or not. Um, but if something happens and goes wrong in the moment, um, that's causing mental, emotional, physical harm, or is going to cause problems sooner rather than later, don't wait for like a check-in that's 10 days away. Like, don't do that. (laughs) Like find the time as soon as possible to go ahead and talk about that. You Mm -hmm. may agree to do a task that you then discover, you know, it's hard on your body. Like you were like, oh, I was going to do this thing and, you know, crawl around the house all day and it was going to be super sexy and you get into it and you start doing it and you're mm-hmm. like okay this body's not made for that anymore right. um i'm ca- i'm causing myself physical harm and potential injury i have to say mm-hmm. something now like don't hesitate on those things but in general the state of your relationship of hey we're we're trying this new rule this new task this new whatever how's that been working out for you this week how are mm-hmm. you feeling about it here's how i'm feeling about it that will one allow you to make sure you're on the track you want to be at Two, it gives you um, consistent opportunities to practice your communication skills. And three, I think it can take some of the pressure off because if you start slowly, the way we've talked about in the past is start with one thing, right? Again, I go back to Mm -hmm. start with the thing that like super excites you, turns you on, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Start with one thing, get into it, make it so that it's kind of, you know, less new, like you're kind of used to it a little bit. 
and then add something else. Well, those check-ins that you have will be what allow you to progress forward because you're like, hey, I'm feeling good about this. I'm ready to take on a new thing. Yeah. Now, when we were long distance, we didn't really do check-ins. Mm-hmm. After we moved in together and our DS was becoming a part of our life together, mm-hmm. um, we were doing weekly check-ins. Mm-hmm. And we would go get like a coffee and Right. Just we sit and we talk. would go get a coffee, just sit and talk or, you know, go get a froyo or something like that and just just hang out Mm -hmm. um the other thing i'm I'm going to suggest um you know when you scene when when you do a scene um afterwards debrief Mm -hmm. it it may sound kind of clinical but it's a very good idea um it doesn't have to be immediately after the scene a lot of times we did that the next day um, that way, that kind of gives you a compass to go by in doing that. You, you know, you, you can sit down and talk, you know, I really like this. This was great. But this other part, eh, I can kind of, you know, take it or leave it. So, you know, it, it's important to, to kind of do that, mm-hmm. to debrief after the scene. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you can definitely do it. You can Mm -hmm. renegotiate your marriage. You can, you know, take on these roles that feel better for you, right for you, however you want to define that, um, and kind of move away from the type of relationship you had before. Um, But just like with anybody else, you cannot go from zero to 60, just standing still. It is a process and you need to be patient. Mm -hmm. And you need to realize that even if you think that you have come up with every potential, you know, thing that's going to cause an argument, every potential resentment, every something will come up that you did not expect. That does not mean you have completely derailed your power exchange. It does not mean everything is over. It just means maybe you go back to basics and you're like, yeah. okay, remember when we were doing check-ins like weekly and we got away from those? Can we get back to that? Oh, do you remember mm-hmm. when we had to have that hard conversation about this thing? You know, when your mother does this, I feel that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those kinds of awkward conversations. Hey, I mean, we need to have another one of right. those. Um, you know, not, not to say that we are without having our moments where we have arguments. Oh, we, God, do. Yeah, we, we do. We are people, um, first and foremost. Um but one thing that has helped us in the long run, um, early on in our relationship, I told Kayla, she can tell me anything. Mm-hmm. She can come to me and talk about anything. The only part that I insist on is that it's done with respect. And that goes both ways. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's important to be able to talk about anything and everything. Uh, the respect part is very important because, you know, sometimes you say something and it comes out not the way you really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not my most submissive self in some of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes <clears throat> you're trying to be the in control dom and you come across as like wrathful. And I'm yeah. like, nope, yep. nope, nope. No, this is not the time to have this conversation. Let's, you know, go to our separate corners. And that's coming from people who know that Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to go to separate corners. It'll still, it'll still get us. So when that happens, you're not failing. It's just a natural part of this. And, and, you know, there, there is something that, um, this, this is part of, because of my background, um, you know, I, in, in having arguments, um, no name calling. Yeah, no. Okay, no name calling. There, there is no purpose for that. You know, if 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 we're having a scene 
and and I, you know, I may say to her, you know, who's my good little girl, or you know, who's who's my uh, little slut, you know, that's d- between us in that moment right. and part of the scene. Outside of that, you know, in in an argument, no, you don't call names, and and this it may be a little hard too, you know, don't bring up the past. Yeah, the. You want to you have things from your past that are going to come up again and again because mm-hmm. that's how life works. Um, you want to, as you're negotiating your power exchange and you're renegotiating your marriage, deal with some of those things. If there yeah. are things you have not talked about you that make you resentful, that still piss you off when you think about them today, go ahead and talk about them because they will come up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of navigating any healthy relationship, mm-hmm. when we are talking about power exchange with very delineated roles you know, to to fall back on bad habits of, you know, ineffective communication right. where you just say the first thing that comes to your mind, even if you don't really mean it. And then now you have to navigate that or there's name calling or there's yeah. bringing up the thing that happened, you know, 10 years ago that you thought was resolved or whatever. You know, those are the kinds of habits you may have to break. It all depends right. on how your relationship has gone thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, the rule of you can say, we can say anything we need to, to each other, which opens up the, we can have a hard conversation. Right. Does Just because I can say anything doesn't mean it's easy, but it it's a freedom that I have, that I yeah. know that I don't have to hold something back because I'm a submissive. I just have to approach it in a different way. And what that way looks like for y'all depends on who you are and the type of relationship right. you have. So let's attempt to recap, because there's a lot okay. here and yeah. we have talked about, we have old episodes transitioning from vanilla to power exchange. And I will link those in the places because um, some of them are so far back in the archive, they're hard to find. Um, but we have talked about this before, but let's try a recap. First of all, you're gonna go slow. Second of all, you are going to talk about the things that you know are gonna tick you off and how you're gonna handle those. Uh, ideally you'll start with something fun um you will be patient with yourselves (laughs) create opportunities for consistent communication daily check-ins weekly check-ins however you want to do that but don't wait for a check-in to talk about something that's a problem remember you're gonna renegotiate all everything all of the time something that you decide you wanted to try you're gonna figure out doesn't work you're gonna have a conversation and change things up and when we say negotiation and renegotiation those sound like very complicated words it, you it literally just means have a conversation just talk about it talk it out talk it through um and any bad habits that maybe you developed in your non-kink relationship about arguments about tension about being angry at one another this is a great time to start breaking those habits yeah. remember that you are unlearning old ways of doing things mm-hmm. and relearning new ways. I keep saying relearning, learning new ways <laughs> takes time, yeah. okay? Be kind to yourself and realize that this is a journey, this is a path. You can't get from nothing to the exact fantasy you envision in your head in a short amount of time. Not well, yeah. not easily, not no. without a lot of problems later. So. Take your time, start with the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And it I feel weird with the shameless promotion, but it is shameless. Our 30 days of DS workbooks were developed. We have the first one, which is for beginners. Like you're just trying to navigate. Mm-hmm. What does this mean to me? What does this mean to us? What will our power exchange look like? And then our volume two is for, okay, we've established the power exchange. There's some other stuff coming up and how do we navigate? Now those. what? Yeah. You know, they're designed for 
one of two types of people, a brand new kinkster who's like, ooh, I'm kinky, what does this mean? Who just wants to do some self-reflection, maybe some journaling, whatever. But also for couples, whether you are new to kink, but you're in an existing relationship or you're starting a new kinky relationship. The idea is that you talk about these different things and find out what each of you thinks about them mm -hmm. and then how that comes together to complement or for a mutual understanding of what this is gonna look like. Links will be in the places for that as well if you are interested. Um, but yeah, the you can do it, you, mm -hmm. you can do it. Um, it's hard work, but all of this is hard work. Right. But when you find what feels good and what feels right, then I think that makes it worth it. It makes it, you know, I'm happy yeah. to do the hard work of saying the hard thing because I'm so satisfied in the relationship that we have and the outcome when we get there, when we get through hurt feelings and mm -hmm. hard stuff and whatever, it makes us stronger. It makes the relationship stronger. It makes it easier to navigate life. It It's, it's just worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This was longer than usual. There's yeah. a lot to say about this mm -hmm. topic. Um, hopefully, hopefully we helped the person who asked. Hopefully right. we helped other other folks who may be in a similar situation. Thanks for listening to this week's Q&A episode. If you want us to answer one of your questions, just use the contact page on our website at lovingbdsm.net or you can find the link in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky community over on Patreon. We're able to do this podcast and keep it going and help kinksters due to your support. If you'd like to be part of our community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash That's patreon.com slash or use the link in the show notes.